Today's episode of Lockdown Blackhawks is brought to you by RockAuto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Make sure to check it out and tell them the Lockdown Podcast Network sent you. Your Lockdown Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Friday, August 13th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you could also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. If you like what you're hearing today, then please be sure to go and follow the podcast. You can also go and leave me a review if you want to as well. It's all free wherever you may listen to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc. And you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. Also, if you're on Twitter, then please go and follow the Lockdown Blackhawks Twitter page. That can be found at capital L, capital O, underscore Blackhawks, with some really good content being posted there every day as well. Good morning, everyone. Thanks for joining me on another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. Happy Friday. To start things off on the show here today, I wanted to get into some of the latest news that came out earlier this week regarding Blackhawks 2011 fourth round pick Max Shalunov, who has been for the last couple of months now on the watch list, if you will, because after a dominant postseason with Moscow over in the KHL in which he put up 12 goals and 6 assists in 22 playoff games, it sounded like Shalunov could finally be coming over to North America 10 years after he was drafted by the Blackhawks. There's been a lot of back and forth over the years about when he would finally come over to North America. He actually did come over for part of one season back in 2013-2014 where he bounced between the AHL and the ECHL. He actually lit it up in the ECHL, but in terms of his AHL success, uh, there wasn't a lot. He only recorded four points and no goals in his 20 games played with the Rockford Icehogs, which led him uh, going back to the motherland of Russia. But this time around, after that career year in the KHL with CSKA Moscow, now seemed like the perfect time for Shalunov to join the Blackhawks. But unfortunately, after the Hawks front office kind of thought things over in the past month or two, uh, and kind of considering that the logjam that the the middle to bottom six forward group already has, and also the little financial pinch that the Blackhawks are now in as well after all the moves they have made this offseason, they ultimately decided that they would not offer Shalunov a contract because of those two factors mostly. Um, and then on Sunday, Scott Powers of The Athletic reported that Shalunov agreed to a three-year deal to remain in the KHL with uh, Lokomotiv, who is another powerhouse over there in Russia. In the contract, though, a source told Powers that there is still an opt-out clause for next season if Shalonov does want to make the jump over to North America. And uh, according to Shalonov's agent, he actually said that Shalonov is still considering that an option. He does eventually want to sign with the Blackhawks. So, I mean... Who knows, you know, maybe after 
the end of this season, there will be a, a little bit more room, both financially and depth-wise, for Shalonov to come in and play right away. That kind of seems like the only way that he will come over to the Blackhawks full-time is if he's guaranteed that role heading into the season, as is the case with a lot of Russians who are you know, looking at potentially leaving their home to come to the NHL. They don't want to be playing in the AHL or dealing with call-ups and being back and forth between cities when they still could be making pretty decent coin and, and be in the comfort of their own country. Yeah, it's not the same kind of money or the same kind of exposure that the NHL gets, but to some players, you know, that isn't everything. Um, but but who knows, you know, maybe maybe things will open up a bit more for Shalonov in the future. I do feel that he could be uh, a solid addition to the forward group and could be a solid goal scorer on the second or maybe the third line for the Blackhawks. He's been a strong goal scorer for the last handful of years over in the KHL. If you go and look at his numbers, he's regularly regularly finding ways to put the puck in the back of the net. He's never been an elite playmaker, though. He's always been more of a pure goal scorer and regularly has more goals than assists. Um, And as we talked about earlier, we, we saw him go absolutely bananas during the KHL playoffs last year. The only thing that makes it kind of hard to see the upside with Shalonov coming over is that he is already... 28 years old, and he's going to be 29 by the midway point of this season. So even if he does come over to the Blackhawks next year, he'll already be 30 right around the time of the NHL All-Star break. He'll be turning 30 uh, in late January. So I don't know if that's a contract that the Blackhawks are going to be willing to hand out and take a gamble on. But again, who knows what's going to be going on this time next summer because uh, in the past calendar year already, a lot has changed. Corey Crawford's gone and retired. Brent Seabrook's retired. Andrew Shaw's retired. Duncan Keith's a member of the Edmonton Oilers. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. So um, maybe there will be an opportunity for Shalonov to come over and join the Blackhawks next season. But his troubles with coming over to North America ultimately do continue for at least one more year after he signed another contract to remain over in Russia. All right, that takes care of the latest news on Blackhawks 2011 draft pick Max Shalunov. Coming up in just a minute, just a quick warning, I'm going to get into former Blackhawks skills coach Paul Vincent's account of the 2010 player abuse allegations. But first, I need to talk to you all about rockauto.com. Rock Auto is a family business that's been serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of different manufacturers. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, or even as much as 100% more for the exact same parts at a chain store or at a new car dealership? Chain stores and car dealerships have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers, but rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and they're always reliably low. The rockauto.com catalog is also remarkably unique and super easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle, and you can even choose the brands, specifications, and the prices that you prefer. Best of all, the prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and they're also the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts when you can go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts that you'll ever need for your car or truck for the best possible prices.
Welcome back to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. I just finished up discussing Max Shilinoff signing yet another contract to remain over in the KHL. Moving on now, just a quick warning. We've got some sensitive material coming up as I'm going to get into the report that came out yesterday from TSN on former Blackhawks skills coach Paul Vincent's account of the Brad Aldrich player abuse allegations stemming from the 2010 postseason. Once again, I got to give a huge shout out and big credit to Rick Westhead of TSN for doing another amazing job asking these tough questions and writing consistently about these allegations and all the updates that have followed in the past few months. The latest being an interview back on August 7th with former skills coach Paul Vincent about his account of exactly what happened during the 2010 playoffs after he learned from then defenseman Nick Boynton of the situation that was unfolding ahead of game one of the Western Conference final. So first, of course, Vincent was told what happened by Boynton and then he immediately shared the news to Blackhawks sports psychologist James Gary. And then, really, the interview was about what unfolded after he informed Gary of what had been happening with Brad Aldrich and these two players. And one day after speaking with those two players that had reportedly been abused by Aldrich, Vincent said that he was called into a meeting with team officials that included President John McDonough, General Manager Stan Bowman, Vice President Al McIsaac, and also James Gary. Vincent walked into the room and Al McIsaac asked him first, what do you know? To which Vincent responded by saying the same thing that he told James Gary. He heard from Nick Boynton that two players had been sexually abused by then-video coach Brad Aldrich. And according to Vincent, McIsaac did most of the talking in this in this meeting. McIsaac apparently told Vincent after uh, he heard from him what had happened, McIsaac said, quote, We've got it handled. You are assuming something happened and we're going to look into it. You don't need to look into it anymore. Vincent said then, he, he then told the executives, that they should also report the alleged abuse to the police to have them quickly investigate the matter. That's when McIsaac turned to him and said, you don't need to worry about this. We'll take care of it. You can leave now. And Vincent walked out of the meeting, as he said, in disbelief. And coaches John Torchetti and Mike Havland were right outside the office where he had the meeting, and Vincent walked out of there and looked at them and said, you won't believe what just happened in there. So, I mean, I obviously wasn't there, and I can't positively say they were trying to cover this up intentionally, but from Vincent's account and the way that McIsaac was talking, it it just sure sounds like something fishy was going on in that front office. I mean, why would they be telling him not to worry about this. Obviously, this is something to be concerned about. It affects, this is bigger than hockey. This affects more than just their Stanley Cup hopes. It, it just, that response almost sounds sociopathic from Al McIsaac. It's definitely not a good look for him. Not that the Blackhawks front office as a whole hasn't already accomplished that. They all look like complete scumbags. And I mean, no, nothing's changed in the past couple of months. These accounts just keep getting worse and worse. And worse, and with all of these findings going to become public, I don't see how 
any of these guys will still have jobs when things are all said and done for very good reason. Obviously, all of these people were clearly aware of the situation at hand, yet did nothing first to punish this action or to also ensure that it won't happen again to someone else. And that's exactly what happened, unfortunately, with Brad Aldrich. And some more disgusting details actually came out in this vi- in this interview about Aldrich and what he was doing in his time with Chicago, because according to Vincent, he said that Aldrich used to bring in young interns into the locker room after games and would let them drink alcohol with him. And Vincent said that some of them looked younger, looked like minors, and he was having drinks with them. And he all, Paul Vincent also said that um, a Blackhawks coach at the time, who Vincent did not name, told him that the things Aldrich was doing were completely unacceptable. So people were aware in the locker room of how creepy this guy was and how wrong the things he was doing, yet no one stopped him from doing these things until it was far too late. And then once they did become aware, they just kind of pushed him away like nothing happened. They just, after they won the Stanley Cup, they just fired him off and sent him off on his way to anywhere else but with them. As long as he was off of their hands, he wasn't their problem in their minds. And that's really where this whole issue stems from. That's And that's the issue that's still at hand with the Blackhawks fighting this. They don't think they were responsible for stopping Aldrich from doing these things once and also once again to someone else. I, I don't get how they can sit there and think they're going about this the right way and thinking this is the right thing to do, and they're setting the right example. I mean, it's nice that the findings are going to become public and the organization is doing that. That's a step in the right direction, I guess. But with how they're handling the situation overall first, it's clear they are guilty. They're not fighting that they're guilty. They're fighting they're responsible. And two, they still aren't getting the bigger picture, and they've once again dropped the ball in terms of handling sensitive manners, that they've gone about it in a completely disrespectful and an uh, completely disrespectful and unacceptable manner once again, and things just keep getting worse and worse and worse, and sadly, with the way that things are going, they're probably only going to keep heading in that direction, but as tough as it may be to hear the truth does have to come out. It's the only way to to try and fix these things for the future. And huge credit to Paul Vincent for sharing the story because I'm sure it was not an easy hour-long conversation for him to have, but it was the right thing to do. And hopefully more and more people will take on after Vincent and will come forward so we can find out exactly what happened with this situation with Brad Aldrich back in 2010. All right, there are the latest updates on the two Blackhawks lawsuits. Coming up in just a moment, I'm going to provide a couple of Blackhawks prospects updates coming from a recent article from Scott Powers of The Athletic. But first, I need to talk to you all about Built Bar, which is the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Built Bar has a ton of awesome classic flavors like coconut, salted caramel, double chocolate, and they now also have a couple of new flavors like strawberry and 
grasshopper cookie. They also have cookies and cream, cherry barcia, and many more flavors, all of which are covered in 100% real chocolate and are also soft, easy to chew, and great for the keto diet. Not only are all the bars low calorie and low sugar, but they're also a great source for protein and fiber. So make sure to go to BuiltBar.com today and use the promo code LOCKED15, capital L and LOCKED, then the number 15, to get 15% off your next order. One more time, be sure to check out Built Bar for a delicious and healthy snack option and use our exclusive promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next Built Bar order. I also need to talk to you all about betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts, and be sure to use our promo code LOCKEDON, one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Major League Baseball has taken over for the summer if you're a baseball fan. This is your favorite time of the year. Football season also is right around the corner, and UFC is in full swing all year round. So for any sport you want to gamble on, you can get all the latest news, odds, and info with Bet Online. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's also free to sign up. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Head on over to the website, or you can also use your mobile device to sign up today, and be sure to use our exclusive exclusive promo code LOCKEDON, that's one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your fi- on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. We're back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. I just got done talking about Paul Vincent's interview with TSN on August 7th on his account of the alleged abuse from Brad Aldrich. Moving on now, before I wrap up the show today, I also wanted to be sure to talk about a recent article from Scott Powers of The Athletic where he had a conversation with data scientist, NHL draft consultant, and website publisher for hockey prospecting, Byron Bader about some of the Blackhawks prospects and their chances of becoming valuable NHL players in the future. The first player that Byron talked about was 2020 first round pick Lucas Reichel, who is now probably the top prospect in the Blackhawks organization. And he's coming off a real strong year over in the DH, the DEL in Germany, where he made, first off, made the transition to center and also helped Berlin take home the DEL championship. At first, Bader admitted he was a little skeptical of the Blackhawks taking Reichel at number 17. He thought it was just a little bit early for him to go in a pretty deep first round overall. But it wasn't really because of any knack on Reichel's game. It was clear that at 17 years of age, he was already impressive, excuse me, playing in a professional league. Um, But Bader more so just, questioned the DEL as a whole and whether or not it was a credible men's league to develop prospects in, come over and make an impact in the NHL because it it hadn't really happened too often in the past 
20 years or so, some some guys that he named were like Marcel Gotch. There weren't really any impact players that came over from the DEL. But in the last two or three years, there have been some top prospects emerging from over in Germany, like Mo Sider of the Detroit Red Wings and obviously uh, Timmy Stutzla of the Ottawa Senators, who went third overall uh, two drafts ago. <clears throat> and that's kind of helped provide a little bit more evidence to Bader that this league can produce some credible NHL prospects. And along with that and Reichel's impressive jump last season, that made Bader feel more comfortable overall about the Blackhawks taking Reichel at number 17. And at the moment, according to Bader's data, Reichel seems like a pretty solid bet to be a strong middle six forward for the Blackhawks in the future. But in order to change his trajectory and become a uh, a star star type player or a first a first liner per per se i guess um bader feels that reichel still needs to make more strides in his game for the next 2 or 3 years kind of keep going at the progression he has over the past year or so and then maybe he could have that that star potential um but that that is certainly possible with the way things have been going for Reichel in the past couple of years. He's only gotten better and better and definitely more well-rounded in his overall game. And it will be interesting to see if he's going to be able to crack that opening night lineup for the Blackhawks because a lot of people apparently in the organization feel that Reichel could already um, be prepared to come in and make an impact at the NHL level right away. Aside from Reichel, a couple of other prospects that Bader talked about first, one that will probably surprise a lot of people is 2017 fifth round pick Jakob Galvis. Bader likes Galvis a lot, actually, mostly because he's already got a lot of strong experience. He first played as a a teenager over in the Czech Republic's top league, and then since he's moved over to Finland to play in their top division over there as well. So Galvis, for only being 22 years old, he already has a lot of pro experience under his belt, and he's now coming over to North America for next season where he will likely begin the year with the Rockford Ice Hogs of the AHL. And according to Bader's data, Galvis actually has a 45% chance of becoming an NHLer, meaning that he will play over 200 games at the NHL level. And for a fifth-round pick a couple of years back, I mean, f- nearly 50% odds that he's going to play 200 games at the NHL level, a fifth-round pick, you have to like those odds. Uh, I know it's not a sure thing, but Jakob Galvis is definitely another defenseman to keep an eye on in the Blackhawks system in the next couple of years. And when Bader was asked by Powers which kind of Surprise players in the organization should fans keep an eye on. The two names that Bader dropped were Henrik Borgstrom, the former first-round pick of the Florida Panthers that was acquired at last year's trade deadline, and also goaltender Ivan Nalimov, who was a six-round pick of the Blackhawks way back in 2014. Obviously, first for Borgstrom, I mean, he was the star piece of that trade with Florida at the deadline. He was a former college standout, um, played um, with the Florida Panthers for a couple years, but really kind of struggled to find his way in the NHL. And that led to a year over in Finland when uh, the COVID was kind of 
impacting the season. We weren't really sure what was going to happen. Ultimately, Borgstrom just, just decided to stay in his native country. Um, but Bader still, Bader's model still likes Borgstrom's chances of becoming a valuable NHLer. His chances have decreased over the past couple of years. But he said that Borgstrom, he, he still has the capability of being a full-time middle six NHLer if all things go well, which the Blackhawks certainly would take for only giving up Lucas Carlson and Lucas Walmark in that deal. And then for Ivan Nalimov, kind of like Max Shalonov, it's been a weird journey to, to try and get him over to the NHL, but Bader's model really likes Nalimov based on the progression he's been on throughout his career so far. The only problem is that he is already 27 years old and will be 28 this March, so the clock is ticking for his chances to be an NHL goaltender, and Bader even admitted that that ship very well may have already sailed, but he he does feel just a, a little bit wary about giving up on Nalimov at this point because of the data and what it suggests um, that, that he could be. So Bader thinks that the Blackhawks should, if possible, try and give Ivan Nalimov one more shot at coming over to North America if possible. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that will wrap up Friday, August 13th episode of Locked On Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show, and be sure to follow the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app, and you can get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Lockdown Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Lockdown Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes by following Lockdown Today wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account, at JackBushman2, or you could also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account, at Talk and Hockey, for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. Don't forget that the next episode of Lockdown Blackhawks is Mailbag Monday, so for any questions at all regarding anything related to the show, you can always email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com, you can hit me on one of my Twitter accounts, or you can call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until Monday's episode, everyone enjoy your weekend. And thanks again for listening to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.